Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Stories of the Sahali Women. My name is Daniel Hoffman-Gill. I am the producer and curator of this podcast. Sahali Women is a non-profit social enterprise founded in 2015 with the aim of financially empowering the ladies of Bikamkor village in rural Rajasthan through creating ethical and sustainable fashion. Each episode features one of the Sahali women telling the story of her life as read by an actor who has kindly donated their time to this podcast. Today's episode is the story of Leela, told by Lucy Thackeray. For more information on Sahali women, please visit sahaliwomen.com and if you enjoy this podcast, please, please do spread the word far and wide. Thanks for listening. My name is Leela. This is my story. I'm around 30 years old. I'm not sure exactly when I was born. I'm one of five children and my father used to work in the army. His job was to guard the numerous beautiful monuments of India, therefore he wasn't around much. I spent my whole childhood with my mother and grandparents. My village was very small, so it only had one school and that only taught to primary level. After completing my education there, I had to go to another village to continue my schooling. This village school was four kilometres away and there was no transportation, so every day we had to walk around eight kilometres to and from school. And safety was a big issue when walking on the road alone, and many times I had to walk alone. This made me cry a lot as a little child and due to this dangerous journey, I decided to leave school. My mother and father did not like that. My mother forced me to go back to school, but I didn't attend much. I was aged 17 when I got married and moved to my husband's village, Bikamkor. His village was bigger than mine and I liked it. Unfortunately, my husband was not earning anything when we got married. His family was very poor. My husband is a very nice man. Him and his mother encouraged me to continue my education as far as possible, and I was going to do an undergraduate degree, but I got pregnant and couldn't handle it. I had to drop out. Having children and our family growing pushed us further into poverty. I was so worried about how we'll manage with three daughters. My husband tried to find a job outside of the village, but sadly no one would hire him. Someone told me he could go to Dubai for work as a labourer. I didn't want to be a long way from him, so I told him that if he wanted to be a labourer, he had to work in the local area. We could survive on about 500 rupees a month, which is about six pounds, but it was so difficult. My father-in-law had a farm and he knew we were struggling so he said we could move to the farm and work there for him. So I took my little daughters and my husband and we shifted to the farm. This probably saved our lives. When we first arrived at the farm there was nowhere for us to sleep as a family, not even a small hut. So my husband and I had to collect everything to build a new home there. We ended up building three huts. One was a kitchen, one a bedroom, and the last, an open hut without a roof, so my daughters could play there and I could keep an eye on them whilst working on the farm. There was no water, 
no electricity and agriculture completely depends on the rain but we were lucky enough and nature supported us. It took lots of hard work as we didn't have any equipment and both of us were new to farming but we took care of our land. The monsoon was so very kind to us and the good rains helped us produce a bumper crop of millet. Oh, we were so happy. We could survive. Just. But good times were waiting for us. In 2015, the Sahili Women's Centre came to our village. The founder Madhu and the centre manager Rukia came to my home and asked me to join, which I did immediately. First I got to work making packing bags for garments and Madhu was very happy with the quality of my stitching. She then asked me to join the skilled training workshop to learn more about stitching. There was a time when I was living at the farm that I brought my sewing machine home so I could practice in my free time, although this was hard because after the sunset it became so very dark and we used to have only one little battery lantern. Now I am one of the best seamstresses at the centre. When I got a permanent job at the centre and I started earning well, I told my husband that we were no longer going to live on the farm. For the last two and a half years now, we've been living back in the village with my mother-in-law. We've started to leave poverty behind us and everything is going well. I'm not dependent on my husband anymore. In fact, he sometimes asks me for money. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that my daughter's futures are secure and that we are able to give them a very good upbringing. Both of us are able to take care of our family. My husband loves his mother, me and our three daughters. He knows how it feels to grow up with no father and has seen his widow mother struggle for food for the family. My husband loves his younger brother. They still have dinner together every single day. It's very nice. And most importantly, we love our small but beautiful life. <laughs>